podcast where we explore the latest trends in the EU and global affairs calendar. I'm your host for this one, Sean Flynn, and in today's episode we delve into the fascinating history of the European Union's electricity market from its inception to where it stands today and the key figureheads who have played a pivotal role in shaping it. We'll also dive into the recent European electricity market reform and outline the key aspects of this reform, its potential impact on the energy sector and what it means for the future of clean energy across Europe. The story of the European Union's electricity market begins in the early 1990s. The EU's push for a single market in electricity was driven by two main objectives, enhancing competition and improving the efficiency of the electricity sector. The idea was to break down national barriers and create a unified cross-border market that would benefit both consumers and businesses alike. One key figurehead during the early days of the European electricity market was Sir Leon Breton, the European Commissioner for Competition at the time. Sir Leon was instrumental in pushing for the liberalisation of the European electricity market, which paved the way for the creation of the EU's internal energy market, the IEM. The IEM's establishment was a gradual process. It began with the adoption of the first energy package in 1996, which laid the foundation for a liberalised and more competitive electricity market. The package aimed to create a level playing field by setting common rules for the generation, transmission and distribution of electricity across EU member states. Fast forward to the early 2000s and we see the adoption of the second energy package which further opened up the electricity market, playing an essential role in promoting the liberalisation of Europe's energy market was Loyola de Palacio, the European Commissioner for Energy and Transport at the time, who was instrumental in developing a common energy policy. The EU's electricity market has since continued to evolve with a third energy package being adopted in 2009. And this package introduced measures to strengthen cross-border cooperation and improve market functioning. One of the key players during this time was Andres Paibalks, European Commissioner for Energy, who championed the need for a unified European energy policy and the enhancement of energy security. Today, the European electricity market faces new challenges including the need to adapt to the increasing dominance of renewable energy sources. The EU has set ambitious targets for reducing greenhouse gas emissions and increasing the share of renewables in the energy mix. This shift towards a more sustainable energy future has put the spotlight on the market design and its ability to cope with these structural changes. The current energy crisis and the rising cost of electricity have made it clear that the European electricity market needs significant reform. European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has called for a radical overhaul of the market to ensure 
that it is fit for purpose in the face of the low carbon transition. As we move forward, it's clear that the story of the European Union's electricity market is far from over. Let's turn now to the reform package of the electricity market. What led to this reform and what are its main goals? We can't ignore the elephant in the room, the current energy crisis that has been brought on by Putin's war against Ukraine, which has sent energy prices soaring and has contributed significantly to the cost of living crisis. In response to this and the rapid changes occurring in the energy landscape, the European electricity market reform has been tabled by Kadri Simpson, the European Commissioner for Energy. With increasing penetration of renewable energy sources, the old market design is simply not capable of efficiently balancing supply and demand, ensuring grid stability and incentivizing investment in clean energy. The main goals of the reform are to improve market efficiency, enhance cross-border electricity trade and support the integration of renewables, as well as promote consumer engagement in the energy transition. And the key aspects of the reform consist of several components, like the establishment of a single European electricity market aiming to increase competition, the introduction of market-based mechanisms for renewable energy that would replace the traditional feed-in tariffs and move towards more competitive auctions. And the big thing here are what are called PPAs. Before we dive into the nitty-gritty of PPAs, let's start with a quick overview of what they are. A power purchase agreement is a long-term contract between an electricity generator, usually a renewable energy producer, and a buyer, which can be a utility, a government, or corporation. The generator agrees to supply a certain amount of electricity to the buyer at an agreed-upon price, while the buyer commits to purchasing that electricity over a set period. Now, PPAs have been around for quite some time, but they've become an increasingly important driver of the renewable energy revolution in recent years. In fact, they've played a pivotal role in the exponential growth of renewable energy projects across Europe, enabling large-scale investments in wind, solar, and other clean energy sources. But why are PPAs so important today, and how have they transformed the European electricity market? Let's break it down into three key reasons. First, PPAs provide long-term price certainty for both parties involved. By locking in electricity prices for up to 10 or even 20 years, generators can secure the financial stability that they need to invest in new renewable projects, while buyers are protected from volatile energy markets and rising electricity costs. This is especially important in a time of rapidly changing energy landscapes and increasing global awareness of the need for cleaner, sustainable energy sources. Second, PPAs can significantly reduce risk for renewable energy developers. As we all know, large-scale renewable projects can be capital-intensive and they require significant upfront investment. 
By entering into a PPA, developers can instead secure a guaranteed revenue stream, making it easier to secure financing and attract investors. This in turn accelerates the deployment of renewable energy projects across Europe, supporting the region's ambitious climate goals. Thirdly, PPAs have become an essential tool for corporations to meet their sustainability targets. As European companies increasingly focus on reducing their carbon footprint and adopting renewable energy, many, many have turned to PPAs as a way to source clean energy while demonstrating their commitment to environmental responsibility. Major companies like Google, Amazon and IKEA have all embraced PPAs as a component of their sustainability strategies, further driving the demand for renewable energy and bolstering European green economy. So, what does all this mean for the European electricity market? As PPAs continue to gain traction, we're seeing a shift in the way electricity is traded and consumed. Traditional utilities are no longer the only players in the market, as large corporations and even local governments are entering the fray, eager to secure clean energy at a competitive price. This, in turn, is fostering a more decentralized, flexible and sustainable energy system that can better adapt to the challenges of the 21st century. Moreover, the rise of PPAs has had a profound impact on the European energy policy landscape. Governments across the continent are recognizing the importance of PPAs in driving the growth of renewable energy and are implementing supportive policies and regulations to further facilitate their adoption. These policies, coupled with market-driven dynamics, are propelling Europe toward its goal of a cleaner, greener future. But whereas PPAs have been widely lauded, it's not all so straightforward. While France and Spain are pushing for reform, Germany has decided to defend the status quo. According to Berlin, the spike in electricity prices seen in 2022 was the result of extraordinary circumstances caused by falling gas supplies from Russia and not faulty market design. And entering the arena is Macron's proposition for a European nuclear alliance, a source of energy which Germany has long opposed as a quote-unquote green energy source. Because of the tensions between Berlin and Paris, we're unlikely to see any reform before the EU elections in May of 2024. As we've explored today, this reform is necessary and groundbreaking in the development of the energy sector, with the potential to revolutionize the way electricity is generated. By fostering innovation, promoting renewable energy, and encouraging cross-border cooperation, the EU is paving the way for a more sustainable, efficient, and resilient electricity market. And if you're interested and you would like to find out more about this important topic, you can tune in to Friends of Europe's event on the 27th of March next week, entitled The European Electricity Market Fit for Purpose, which will begin at 12.30. There we will be speaking with representatives from the Directorate General for Energy, EDF, and the Florence School of Regulation to get their perspectives on all of what we've just discussed. The link is in the show notes. 
we'll leave it there for today. If you haven't already, consider subscribing to the Frankly Speaking Podcast newsletter or following us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And if you've enjoyed the show, please leave us a review or rating as it truly helps us reach more curious minds like yours. And don't forget to tune in again this time next week.